Hey, how you guys doing? This is a new recording of Past the Mic. The date is March 12, 2020, and today's topic is coworkers. As you know, it is your boy Kenny, aka Wapcon Judge. Follow me on so- all social media platforms. It's your boy Migs, aka the Swag Champ, on all social media platforms. Um, and it's your girl Mishka at Told by Her underscore. So today's today's podcast episode is about coworkers. So if you don't know what a coworker is, it's somebody that what? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I absolutely cannot even believe <laughs> that he would start it off like that. But go ahead. So a coworker <laughs> is somebody is somebody that you just work with. So a co meaning with another and then worker. So it's basically you're working with somebody else. So I'm gonna start off. It's what a video, bro. Oh yeah. Like. So basically, <laughs> oh, the type of coworkers that I like are just the ones that just let you do your job. Like one thing about yeah. me is like I don't like being micromanaged. Like to any same, especially ones capacity. who think they're the boss. Like you guys do not have that much authority. I'm just saying. Like if you see someone who isn't doing their job, maybe you can intervene and let them know. Hey, like you know, I don't want you to get in trouble, so I'm just looking out for you. But if you're like over their shoulder, 24/7, breathing down their neck, like you're not being a good worker. You're just being annoying. The only time when I feel like that works is this like when you don't do something you got to do. And it causes more workload on somebody else. That's the only thing. Like, if you're not doing what you got to do and it's causing more work for me to do, then that's when we have the problem. But other than that, like, I'm going to let you do you and you let me do me. Seems fair enough. Uh, um, For me, um, I want to say, like, just, just right off the bat, I just hate, like, coworkers that try to be, like, the supervisor because you're new. And they just try to like boss you around. That's like yeah, my like I understand thing. if they're assigned to like um, train, train you. you. Yeah. yeah, that's a different story. But like, if you can tell right <clears throat> off the jump that you don't like their vibe and they are someone who's gonna micromanage you, then you know the relationship is gonna. To be honest with you, I don't like when, when my super. You could be my supervisor, and I don't even like that. Like I'd be having problems with that. Like just even if like. That means you don't trust me to do what I got to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, okay, to be fair, there are some employees who need to be watched over. Yeah. So, like, I can say, like, I understand. Um, but for ones who know how to do their job and are just low-key, like, you shouldn't be harassing them all the time. Um, but I think that more so goes for uh, employees who are trying to show their bosses that... I guess they're inferior to other employees and are looking for a promotion. Those are the ones who can get absolutely annoying and start micromanaging, and it's just, yeah. So what do we all do for work? Um, As of now, I work at a a program out in Cambridge, community center in Cambridge. What do you do, Miguel? Um, I work at, I work at, I work at uh, Brugger's Basils. So you make like is it like a bakery or is it like oh, I yeah it's a, it, no so basically it's just like a bagel shop we make bagels where is it <laughs> so well we have like mad shops but um what's on New York at downtown yeah I was gonna say like why is it authentic New York style and we're in Boston um because New York style is considered like the best form of making bagels because of the water because hmm. most stop most as you know like ev- all sides of like the continent and all sides of like um, the North Hemisphere, like all the water is not the same as we found out from Flint. So, technically, they say the East Coast water is better than the West Coast water. 
So if you go to like the West Coast, they don't have many bagel shops because the water isn't good enough and they make bagels with water. So mm, usually the New York style water is more like a clean system. Clean? Yeah. New York? Yeah, right? but, but, That's but what here's the catch though. Here's the catch though. So Boston is typically has cleaner water because of like the reservoirs we have on like the northeast. No, I fuck so, with like Maine. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so most of our re- reservoirs run through, run through Maine, though. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So in New York, what's funny is like for people that are big fans of um, I don't know how I'm doing a bagel deep dive, but mm-hmm. um, in New York, um, a lot of the people that are fans of bagels they usually come to Massachusetts because oh. they hear the bagels are better because of the water. And wow, I, we have people that come from New York on Fridays like every week and it comes are you serious the, yeah only for the paper dang who would have guessed and they just leave right back to Boston that's I mean, crazy New York, so. so what do you do for work Michigan let the people know um I'm at a uh, I'm a receptionist at a um a small school for kids with special needs mm. oh really yeah. um how do you how do you feel like um your co-workers kind of um collaborate with you in order to make the goal the best um you're talking to me or her well specifically because i feel like hers hers is a bit different from the typical style job for the most part i just really sit at my desk and do nothing send me memes (laughs) all Um, michigan does is send me memes like i'll do what i have to do and then for like 90 percent of the day i have nothing else to do so i'll be like on my phone or on the computer for the most part but um (laughs) but i do actually i have no problem with any of my coworkers, which is a surprise because like you either um at like at least you know some jobs you find one or two people you don't like but like with this one i actually like everyone there yeah for the most part yeah like everyone's pretty cool so I like for the most part I like everybody at my job for the most part, but it's like, you know there's some people who just eh. yeah. Mm. I'm I'm not gonna choose to comment on whether I like or <laughs> like wake up. Like, like I can get I get along with everybody. Like, yeah, I'm, I do. I'm I feel like I'm somebody for the most part I'm re- relatively easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. You know I'm relatively just laid back. I'm calm. I just do my job. But some yeah. people are just like I just say coworkers that just take their jobs like too seriously. Mm. Well, mm. my job is a job you got to take seriously, but it's like, yo, you're taking it a little too seriously, bro. I work with kids. Yeah. So, you know, when it's with kids, you got to be on, like, your P's and Q's. Yeah, facts. Um, th- I think that's one thing about, like, when I was working, because I've worked with kids in the past. Um, that's one thing that I felt, like, was my pro- my issue with work. Because I love working with kids because me, it's kind of not, not embarrassing to say, but it's kind of crazy to say, like, Usually when, like, I'm trying to relate relate to them and trying to, you know, find a common ground where, you know, we see things out of eye. Um... Usually the other adults in the room or the other, you know, um, teachers in the room, they kind of look at me like, wow, you're a little bit too like them. And I'm like, like, I mean, like, I'm yeah, that level. I'm that. like, well, in order for kids to kind of see you on a way where they're, I don't want to say taking you seriously, but on a, on a, on a vibe where they take you to like, wow, I can look up to this person or wow, maybe I can really do this. They have to feel like they're, you're, they're in the same lane as you. Yeah, so, I, I completely understand that. I was actually talking about this with one of the teachers in the school. Um, kids don't want to have to seem like they're being patronized. Yeah, they like, don't, like, they they don't, don't like want... feel like they're the kid, like right. actual kids. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, for me, it's I feel that, but it's just like sometimes you got to remind some of them, like, you are a child. I tell yeah. the kids on my job, like, I've literally sat down with the kid. I'm like, who the, who the fuck are you talking Like... 
I really sat down with a kid. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking okay, to? Okay, just keep that in mind. Though. You know what I'm saying? It's like, professional. No, it's professionalism, but it's like you gotta pull some of them to the side. Be like, yo, who are you talking to? Yeah, I understand. What like, I don't, I don't be well. like. I understand yeah, that, but like, like you a, can there's say there's a common it, ground. You no. can say it in a way where it just doesn't seem like. I, I don't threatening. think he actually said who the fuck you talking to. I think. He, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it it varies on age though. Cause this is like after a certain age, you know when you're you're trying to. Yeah, I mean, I could understand do, uh, saying mm-hmm. that to like high school students. No, nah, middle school for me, bro. Middle school, seventh after seventh grade, like if you have something smart to say, I'm a reciprocate in the energy. I'm like, I'm not. The, I just okay, but I think middle one. school ages, you're still young enough where it's just like some of the things you do you act impulsively and so you haven't grown into that like mature mentality yeah i understand but if you say yo fuck you to an adult at the age of 12 or 13 you know what you're doing and it's like some kids it's like because okay so if you understand that kids at 12 still have a lot of maturing to do why would you let something like them saying fuck you to an adult like determine whether or not they're old enough to it's like you know better as i'm just saying you know better Okay, That's all I I'm saying. Like, Kenny, you you know better. Like, <laughs> you know. I see what Kenny's saying. For example, let me let me let me say this. When I last time I was working with kids, this was actually this past summer. I was working with middle school students who um who basically had behavioral issues during the school year, and it was basically a summer kind of like a summer school program, but not really. It was more like a summer behavior program. It's just for kids who are like in in failure of being repeated, yeah. and basically you had to work with them to teach them skills on how to control their behavior and not bring it into the classroom where it's disruptive. So that's what I was I was basically a mentor for that, and I a lot of what Kenny is saying is what I saw in a lot of the kids. Like a lot of them were follow the leader type joints, and a lot of uh, some of them were kind of like you know what I was just not paying attention because I didn't want to be there. Yeah, and so it's hard. When you have kids who don't want to be there and don't want to do the work because they they're choosing not to, and it's hard to, to tell the kids who are not doing what they're supposed to because they actually don't know how yeah. because of you know social norms or whatever it, the case may be. But I had kids like Kenny is saying who's just like yo fuck you making sexual remarks towards like the females in the classroom. Like I had kids that were like off. I had to suspe- suspe- like expel a kid from the program. Oh, do they? Dispe- um, the one I expelled, I think it was like 13, 14. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know, so, I mean, you I understand that. Um, but it's just like that age, it's a really tough and confusing time for some. Yeah. Especially no, when course, you don't like. Confused. Yeah, especially when you're living and growing up in a community that is like underdeveloped and isn't the best when it comes to like taking care of kids. Um, no, I understand. No, I, I, no, I understand, but it's just saying. like, I, we, I'm not disagreeing with you. No. I'm just saying like, cause some of my coworkers like, yo, you're a little too rough when you talk to them sometimes. It's just like, you you have to be. Yeah, like, but you can find a middle ground. No, there's like a middle ground. Like I'll let it slide maybe once or twice, but once you try me thrice, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? For, for example, let me, let me say this. So I suspended this kid Basically towards the end of the program, like it was probably like a week or two left. But this is why. He was there because of how he would just completely disrupt the classroom for no reason. Like he wouldn't have a specific reason. He would just disrupt for no reason. He did that throughout the entire program every day he was there. About ten times a day. Ten? That's exciting. Ten times a day. Like he would just call out and he'd be like, Ha, Jamie, you're an ass and make it the whole class live just for no reason. When I call him, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. McGill. I didn't mean it. I was, it's yep, just yep. like, bro, you know, like, you know what you're that doing. That literally sounds like you 
all the stories you tell us about when you were in high school being disruptive. I wasn't that disruptive. <laughs> I was not that disruptive. Don't even give me that look. Look at me, girl's face. <laughs> no, I, don't even give me that look because I was, if anything, that, that kid was you. You were more disruptive. Flatulating does not count. As bro, that. you were fart in the, like the whole place had to be quarantined, bro. Like he probably has I started the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is not funny because that is really the epidemic at this point in time. I feel like I might be catching it. I don't know. But um, right. Nah, I wash my hands, but it's just like some coworkers I've had in the past were just like, "Oh, why are you washing your hands so much? Why am I washing my hands?" <laughs> what? That's a, that's a good. That's a good transition. How do you feel? Yeah. How do you guys feel about um your coworkers um hygiene? Hygiene. In the yeah. Or in the school in general, do you feel like they have good hygiene in terms of like keeping the cl- place clean and like, um, do they respect? So they respect my coworkers, level? yes, but the physical building, no. Okay. The physical building is like. It's so old, you have to be on your P's and Q's with the hygiene. You know what I'm saying? Like, after, for me, it's just like before they eat, after they eat, I wash my hands. If not, I have hand sanitizer or something. Like, I'm not saying I'm a germaphobe or a knee freak, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I just hate getting sick. And I feel like, because I work with with kids, Mm -hmm. you, I feel like people who work with kids get sick the most. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I might call out work tomorrow because of this coronavirus thing. Like, it's or might leave or I might leave early like or some, yeah. one or the other. I might just leave early because that man. Some people on my job are like I, I told one of somebody like you're washing like he coughed and I'm like wash your hands, bro. And yeah. they're like and they're like why <laughs> why and I was like even so before I won't this die. right even before this coronavirus like. I wasn't a drummer for but now this coronavirus thing is just making me think more about what I'd be touching. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be t- like, before we walked in, I'd, like, wipe the hand over with Lysol, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Word. But, yeah. Like, yeah, all this you never and know. Stuff, you never know. And, like, they've been saying that some people don't even, like, show symptoms. They just have it. So. Like, I'm about to wash all my clothes the moment I get home. Like, y'all should, too, by the way. All the clothes you wore today, just wash them when you get home. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how you feel um, about your we, we about to enter the next uh, zombie apocalypse? Cause I have a right. story that I'm gonna tell y'all after Mitchka goes. Cause. Um, I feel like from what I've seen, I don't really see people like wash their hands or anything. Cause like I said, I'm at the front the desk. desk. Yeah, What'd but there's like, like a huge tub of um hand sanitizer at my desk, so people will like you know come every few times and like. Who goes over there the least? Like, that's the nasty thing. Shut up. (laughs) I'm sure every classroom has, like, hand sanitizer anyways. But um, I feel like for the most part, and we have, like, a couple of um, cleaning ladies anyways. So they make sure that, like, every floor in the building is... Do they clean up as the day goes by? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been seeing them there, like, throughout the day, all day, so... I feel safe when I see clean people actually there. Right. And then, like, once I come in, it, like, smells like Clorox. And that's how you know they've, like, done I don't smell like stuff. Clorox. Yeah, that's they've been just cleaning like the, the... Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I so, know. like, my, I know they've been doing their job My household so. made, made it, like, a, a norm to, like, whenever something smells like Clorox, you got to clean, like, re-clean it and make sure it doesn't smell like that. Just crack a window. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's what I do. But um, just to kind of, like put the put the two together um for for your coworkers do you feel like in recent time even bef- have you seen a a significant shift in their behavior since this corona stuff oh we have memos and shit yeah like yesterday um the director was having the um 
what's his name? Well, I forgot. I forget his job title. But he was having people like install um, hand sanitizer in their rooms in like different parts of the building. Like next to my friend desk, and I'm like, I already have like a huge, <laughs> a huge bar. I'd rather here. be like overly careful than yeah, like, than um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, on my job, man, we had head lice. A few, the summer before last, we had head lice. Ryan, who's on the behind the camera, remembers when <laughs> the kids had head lice. So I'm telling them, my manager at the time, I'm telling them like, we need to get rid of this, this, and this. Oh, I don't think we need to get rid of that. We, I'm talking about like the rug they sit on. Yeah. Stuffed animals. Oh, was it a student that? It was like some of the kids had it, and it's like it spread to some other students. Oh. I'm I I've one I don't have that much hair, mm-hmm. and two like I'm black. Black women don't get headlights, okay. so it's just um. Let's remember that, folks. Black women don't get headlights. Um, I was just like, we need to get rid of this, that, and the third. And when I went home, I would just wash all the clothes I wore that day, just to be you know cautious. Yeah, cautious. It's just like. And I was like, I don't think we need to do that. We don't think we need to do what? <laughs> like, I'm telling you to this day, like, I think we recently changed the rugs. And I'm like, about damn time. So it's just like, yeah, how yeah. long How long have these kids been sitting on it? That is pretty disturbing. Um, honestly, hope I'm hoping that people are being as cautious as they can. And, like, um, schools do decide to do the right thing and shut down. Even though, like, I do think there should be, like, alternatives for homeless um, children and, like, adults who don't know what to do while, like, Harvard and other huge schools are It's a closing. big domino effect, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was the thing that happened. Once there. the schools... I'm sorry, you can go. Sorry. So that was one thing that happened to me during the summer that I was like, wow, I never realized how much of a, a thing it was that, like, homeless children do kind of go in the DPS system. I didn't think it was a thing until... Yeah, no, there was this sure. girl who like um she was she was an amazing student. She was actually a graduate of the program and she just came back just to volunteer and she was only volunteering because she was, she was allowed homeless. a space. Yeah, she was allowed a space and her family was homeless. Uh-huh. So she was allowed a space, you know, in the classroom so she can be busy. Yeah. You know, not be out on the street and stuff like that. And it, it, it broke my heart because I was like, This this is a this is a great kid. She, yeah. she she volunteered for everything. She wasn't disrespectful. She would that always help humbles the you I was too. just yeah. like, wow. It, it, it broke my heart. And she had an amazing spirit through it all. Like She had a crazy story about like, her parents. I haven't, I, I can't be in contact with her. That's like part of the contract. Wow. Yeah, so like both of her parents had passed away. And Jesus. she had like, yeah, she had like a crazy story. Mm-hmm. And But every single time I saw her, she was happy as can be. She was never like depressed. She was never... That was the story where when she was talking about So you about feel like it, you learned from her? Yeah, no, I learned from her and the fact that, you know, not all kids live in this kind of fantasy world where, yeah. like, everything's perfect. Mommy, daddy's there. It's yeah. so crazy to think how many vacant buildings there are in Boston and how they, just make it homeless into people can't have access. And all these luxury, all these luxury condos. I'm getting so tired of them. It's like, you can literally. Are empty. They're empty. Nobody lives in them. They're just I there. mean, as of now, but I'm uh, like gentr- with gentrification, there are going to be plenty of people who move into those luxury condoms. That that um that's that new hotel move. that they built near Tropical School Market that still amazes me every time I see it. Yeah. Wait, what new hotel? That new that big ass hotel right now. It's like yeah, it's not big near Delhi. They built a big ass hotel. It's like it connects Delhi to Mass Ave. Oh, that's how it connects. I haven't seen that. Yeah, right. so, so it's been there for like, a, like the reason hour. why I asked you if you learned from her. I was gonna ask us like, what are things that you've like learned from your coworkers that you could just apply to like your everyday life? Um, one thing I learned about my coworkers, I, I would say in the past, I wouldn't say right now in time. Not but about one, but from. But one thing I've learned in the past is that you know, 
you have to really learn how to. I know that I would say not the majority of us, but there's a small portion of us that try to like be vulnerable with our coworkers in order to kind of build more of a relationship where it could be more easily kind of compatible so that you know the objective is met one thing i've learned is that sometimes some people just can't some people don't have compatible energy where like you can yeah. have that vulnerability yeah. and it that vulnerability doesn't get accepted in a way where it's supposed to help it's just a way to kind of like just have information on you yeah. just so they can talk about it I've, I've learned that the hard way like yeah like, wow. i've never felt the need to get close um, to any of my coworkers, like yeah. especially with this job, people always ask me like, "Oh, what do you plan on doing this weekend?" Like, no one knows I have a podcast. No one knows I do Dudley Street. Well, maybe with the exception of like a few. But yeah. like when people ask me, I try to be like super vague about it, because it's just like you don't need to know like what's don't going on in my life, right? And it's just like I'm not gonna be friends with you outside of this. So why do I need to tell you my business? Oh, you feel like and that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like well, some you people you can tell you're gonna like have a good relationship with, and well, some, you know there's you know what relationship to have. With them exactly, there's a possibility that you can be friends with them outside of it. But like, if you don't feel that type of energy, then there's no reason for you to be like, you know, sharing your whole lives with them. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I've always had uh, a need to do that. I'm only, I'm only explaining my I'm only explaining yeah. it from my end. And this nigga gonna eat the chips, <laughs> and you gonna have that crunchy. You know, you on camera. I'm only gonna. I'm, I'm only saying like, um, I've had the need to do that because I'm. I'm just the type of person that I, I like to know where people. I like to know where people. I like. Well, I also like to know where people are in a certain stance because I want to be able to provide energy where to put it for you. Yeah. So that's why I provide that vulnerability because I would like to. I would like people to know where I'm at. So yeah. if there's a need that I have and they feel like you know what I don't know where Miguel's at. And I don't provide it like right. th- that, then they're like, "What's wrong with Miguel?" And then they have no way to help me because I'm not saying nothing. But right. in an instance where I am being vulnerable and there's something going on with me, they kind of have a more of a, an idea if there is something that they can do, they can provide that. Yeah, that's I, why I feel you. I mean, yeah, I feel like if anything, I can always go to my supervisor um, about it. Like we're all fairly young at my job. My supervisor's the same age as me, so it's just like if I need to go to her and you know, mm-hmm. like let vent or like let her know that something's going on. I feel like I would be comfortable enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, not, she gave me that space. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. It's not for everybody. The, what I learned from my coworkers is like you can't trust everybody's cooking. <laughs> oh, this lady. Oh, oh Lord. So it was that bad? let me tell you something. So I. Ryan, I so Ryan will know. Ryan will know exactly how. I'm not gonna name nobody's names and nothing. So, at my job, it's like a kitchen. So, somebody made a cake. Okay. <laughs> it always starts with a cake. Somebody made a cake, and it was like, "Yo, this cake in the thing." And then I go to see. I just want to see if there's leftover food from the lunch to see if I can eat some. Mm-hmm. So I go in hearing about the cake. I'm like, "Let me see what type of cake it is." So I go. This lady. Cuts herself a slice of the cake. Oh my God, she cuts up. <laughs> she put her nasty, funky fork back in the rest of the cake. Took a bite. Oh, this is good. She said, "Oh, this is good." Took another bite, and then left. So she put her fork, ate it, and put more food. Bro, I'm like, nah, I can't eat off of people like that, bro. Yeah. Like, this is how you get sick. That's one thing that I learned from like my coworkers, like. 
You can't just trust any, everybody's cooking. Honestly, like, like, speaking of, that just reminds me. So, very often, um, some of my coworkers, like, bring food and, like, desserts and snacks for everyone else. So, they'll put it at my desk. And they'll email everyone and be like, oh, you know, there's, like, food at the front desk, blah, blah, blah. Yo, these people really don't care about, like, my personal space because they'll literally, um, you know, they'll take the food and then they'll, like, leave a mess and they just won't care and they'll just leave it like that. Yeah, yeah, I I believe it. And it's just, like, again, like, I'm not a germaphobe. I'm a slob at the crib, Mm -hmm. but I'm a slob, like, in my, that's my space. Like, I'll be a slob if if it's my space. But if it's in a shared space where everybody's like, you know, like, I try to be more mindful, but it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> like, have you, yo, I see somebody walk barefoot at my current job, barefoot. Oh, that's ha, right. Like, have you no cool? That's yeah, a reason. That's 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 a reason. That have makes you no cool? Wait, that was recently? Yes. Especially with you telling me that there are rats at your, like, there's no way I would do that. Are you sure they're not the rats? Right. Like that Man, is let so me disgusting. tell you something. The mice at my job, they are my coworkers, so you're not going to come at them like that. They be watching yeah, you the got New York rats <laughs> at your job. That's Bro, crazy. I seen two rats fighting over the custody of the Ninja Turtles fighting right outside my job. Just, I'm like, yo, and mind you, I rolled my ankle. Because you, like, you know how it's like, mice and stuff like that don't scare me if mm-hmm. I see it. If I see it from a far away, I'm not going to be scared. But if it, start, it, could, it startled me, so I like, I jumped back and I rolled my ankle. And I'm like, damn, I was walking with a fucked up angle. And this kid's like, oh, can't you? you it's because you fat. You need some weight. You put too much blood. Who said that? The little kids. Oh. That's the why I'm mad. kids said, oh, my That's goodness. why I be bashing them. They little, yo, they be, in, they be in slick with you. I'm like, here. <laughs> but it's like, that's one thing I learned. It's Everyone just, knows kids have no filter. No kids. <laughs> no, I feel kids, like, kids I, when it comes to honesty, that's the only person right. you could probably ask in the universe, right. a child. Yeah if, it, yeah, if a child says you ugly, my nigga, you ugly. <laughs> Like, the kids at my job, like, they like my coworkers because I'd be like, yo, watch these kids for me real quick. But it's like, they be <laughs> telling kids to watch the kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was like, which one of y'all is the oldest? Me? Because it's all on the staff. I'm like, which one of y'all is the oldest? One of them, I'm the oldest. All right, you been trying to move these bathroom real quick. Man. Yo, they, they take pride in that, though. When you give kids, right. when you give kids like, some type like of that little bit not of authority, power. but, yeah. like, responsibility. They take pride in it, and most of the time, I'm going to say all the time, most of the time, they'll be like, all right, what do I have to do? Most right. of the time, they will. Yeah, so, but there's that one that just tries to, like, force it and go overboard. But usually, you can pick which one. Like, you usually know which one will yeah. do it. Nah, but the kids are talking about, yo, your hair is nappy. You need to get a haircut. I don't need no haircut, yo, boy. The kids know how to rust, uh, mm-hmm. rust, roast. They know how to roast. That's all they that. can do. They can't read, but they can roast you. Like That's it's crazy. Cra- like I know we're gonna off topic, but there's so many kids nowadays I can't read. Like you no, know, you know, back in the so day, true. everybody knew that one nigga in the class who couldn't read. So when he was popcorn reading, you knew not to call on him. But it's like you call him all Andy. of them now. It's all of them. Like you can't popcorn on nobody because none of them can read. Yeah, I was gonna say something, but like I don't. I'll, okay, so I'm gonna say it anyways. Um, yeah. So there are kids at my job that are like. 14, 15 that can't read that have the ability to, but I feel like for the most part, um, what uh, the staff are trained to do at this school is just like cater to, like you know, the needs of the student. Whenever they need a break, they can go on a break. Whenever they wanna mm-hmm. like go out or like do anything other than being in the classroom, they have like the free will to, mm-hmm. and they focus on that more than 
the actual education, which um, obviously I'm not like a special ed teacher. Um, some of the students that? range. So it's like um, a lot of it isn't their mental health um, or like their ability to learn. It's just their behavioral issues or yeah, like trauma that, away, right, or like way. trauma that they've dealt with in the past, which I completely understand. But you know, education is super important. It's so it's just like these kids have the ability to learn and like the fact that they still can't this read at chance. these ages. Yeah, well, I want to speak to that a little bit because I feel like from knowing, because I'll, back to I'll be, though. yeah, no, I am. Um, I think within like my learning experience growing up and being in like, you know, all, you know, being in elementary, middle school and, and high school, I stopped being in um, special education probably like sixth or seventh grade, I think I stopped. And from what I can remember, I remember that a lot of teachers would have problems with trying to, you know, dedicate that energy to the to the kids that, you know, actually had those disabilities yeah. and couldn't, you know, devote all of it there because, you know, different kids have different types of, you know, yeah, disabilities exactly. and different needs. So it would be difficult in a classroom to try to say if there's a if there's a child that actually does have a learning disability and can't completely you know speak, right. then you know how do you do that versus a child who doesn't have one but just has a problem speaking in front of kids because they're embarrassed and they don't right. really feel like that. Which way. is like why I difficult. I don't feel too comfortable speaking on it because I'm not a special needs teacher, yeah. so yeah. I don't want to overstep um, any like boundaries or anything. Yeah. Um, speaking of but overstep. like in school. In this school, particularly, there are their students are separated into different classrooms based on their level, um, age, age, um, but also like their level and their ability to like learn and stuff. But like you said, there are some students um, in the class who don't have that. You know, like now some teachers thought I, I was special needs, and I'm like, there's one thing. Like I'm not sorry to cut you off, but yeah. there's some teachers who thought like. Like, shout out to my my ninth grade English teacher. She knew I was smart. I just needed more time for, like, to read. Like, my reading, like, I read really slow, but my comprehension is really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But, and she she noticed that, and she just started giving me the, you remember Shorty? I, I'm not going to say her name, but you remember Miss J, right? Yeah. Miss J. We're just going to call Miss J. We're not going to use people's real names out yeah. here. But she was like, oh, you can read. You just need to get the book early. So she would know which books for reading. She would know, like, all right. I'm gonna start this new book next week. I'm gonna just give give it to Kenny early. I didn't really fuck with her for that, mm -hmm. but we're gonna bring it back to coworkers. Yeah, I was just about to. Yeah. Um, so, how do you feel? Just kind of like tying in the school topic with that. How do you feel in terms of? Edu I mean, I guess you can kind of answer this, but you kind of have already answered it, um, Mishka. How do you feel as though within your your job spaces? How does education? play into a role where um, your co-workers kind of play into like an educational type of like work ethic if it's a, if, if it's applicable to your to your workplace right I could speak on that um you can go first okay so like first and foremost like I commend anybody who works with kids because mm -hmm. it is not you think it's just some people think working with kids is just you know playing with a ball or something all day kicking yeah. it back and forth but it's just like you got to, like, try to build, like, meaningful connections. Like, you got to be there for the kids on their best days and also on their worst days. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, it's like, what to bring back to the work is whenever I meet somebody new on my job, I tell them, like, if you're here for a check, please go. Yeah, because you're doing the disservice to not only yourself but to the kids. It's yeah. not to just me, to the kids. Like, if you're here for a check, just go. Yeah. Um. 
And with oh, I was gonna oh yeah, well, I was gonna make one yeah. last point. And it's just like if you're just here for a check, you can leave, step, go because it's they're gonna eat. They, the thing is with kids and your other coworkers around you, they gonna know who's real and who's fake. You know what I'm saying? Like some kids, and some kids will point that out. Like I used to work out in Providence at a middle school for a summer, and I was teaching a class, mm-hmm. and the kids gravitated towards me because. The Kenny you see here is the Kenny you're going to see at work. Is it going to be the Kenny you see at home? I'm just who I am at all times. Yeah. Um, it's just, they call that, the kids like the, you being authentic with them. Like, yeah. especially especially kids from the hood because they could smell a fake person from a mile away because Facts. all the teachers that they work with are like suburban white people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they're going to, they can tell who's like the white, who has that white saber complex. So I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And it's just like, I remember like when I was working there, one of one of my worst one of the worst coworkers I've ever had, like he's probably like the worst. Like I think the moment I was done with that program I like blocked him on all social media. Like I cause I, cause I had to live with dude. Oh. Like I had to live with him. So it's like you spend all day with him and then you go home and you just like this motherfucker is toxic because it's just be like we'll be at school, we'll be at work and then he's all buddy buddy with the kids. And then when he gets home, he's just talking shit about them. And it's yeah. just like, some kids would trust them with vital information like wow. that they're insecure about, and he's out home laughing about it or, like, bitching about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff like that. So, yeah, like, when you bring it back to... When, that's why I tell... when I, Yeah, that's why when I tell coworkers, like, yeah, like, if you're going to work here and you want to check, just dip because these kids and, like, the other people working around you... They're gonna see. They're gonna. They're gonna see it, and they're gonna call you out on it, mm-hmm. inadvertently. So it's just like, I just tell people like, look, man, like they're gonna see and they're gonna know. Like me and Ryan had a coworker who was like the worst, like the worst. Like we're not gonna name names, but they, <laughs> but they were like, some one of the mo- like one of the most vile human beings I've ever met. I don't even use, and y'all got me using big words, but this person was a vile human being. Yeah, vile. is uh, <laughs> a big word. Like, yeah. this, like, vindictive, like, like, ugh. Makes me want to just, ugh, I'm just getting hives just thinking about this nigga. Like, there's some, you, you sound know. Like a, you sound like, a, like, like one of those girlfriends that really hated their ex. Just right. Yeah, like, and this person <laughs> keeps trying to t- take credit from, like, <laughs> giving me the job, but it's like, nigga, you didn't give me the no fucking job. It's just... I met you one time at a party and that was it. And then he told everybody before I started. So before I started this job, all the all the like the coworkers they hated me because they didn't like him yeah. because they thought I was just associated with him. Because he told everybody before like, oh, we're best friends, we hang out, da da da. It's just literally we met at a party, you spoke briefly, and um, somehow he found me on Facebook. And he added me, but I never really interacted with him on Facebook. I just, you know, you just have somebody yeah, yeah, on your yeah. social media. Yeah, that used to be me and Kenny, and then he randomly hit me up on Messenger. Yeah, we cool. But um, to go back to coworkers, like, what were you gonna say? I don't want to like fuck up. Um, I was just gonna say that um, I agree with what you were saying. Yep. Because um, with my job, there are very few mm-hmm. TAs there that last a few weeks, let alone, like, a couple of months. Um, because, like, some of the kids are really hard to work with. They'll, like, put their hands on you. And it's through, like, it's not really any of their faults. Um, but you have to have really thick skin to 
work with kids, but like especially kids that have special needs. Um, and yeah, so the ones who have lasted um, a couple months to like years, mm-hmm. I, I'd say they have the best work ethic because they have formed um, really tight bonds with these kids and they understand mm-hmm. them and like know what to say and what not to say and like what to do and what not to do. Um, so I think every person is different. Like there are people who say they wanna work with kids, but then when they actually um, have to do that shit, have to they do can. it, yeah, it's yeah. like a different story. Um, so yeah, like if you're really passionate about it, then of course you're gonna put in more work than someone who's just there for the money. True. And one thing I'll say, one last thing I'll say about that specific topic is that I don't understand how people who don't feel passionate about it, like that just jump into the field just to jump into the field, yeah. how they can do it because how would they feel as a child knowing it? Right. Knowing that their teachers is there just to do it. Right. Not because they actually like it. Yeah, and there are plenty of um there are plenty of other jobs. <laughs> Um, there are plenty of other jobs that you can go into that don't require much work. Facts. But, like, with kids, it's different because they're growing up um, learning things that you teach them. So you have to be careful um, what you say to them um, because it may affect them for years to come. Because, like, there are I'm some teachers, yeah, right? There are some teachers I'll remember because um, I love the way they approach, like, their teaching and like some of the things they said will like stick with me forever so it's just like you just have to have that kind of nurturing mentality to be able to um make like a positive impact in a kid's life Hmm. um how do you how do you feel as though with them how do they with like working with kids because we all have here how do you feel in in general how do you feel kids really um take into a, into a fact that they, this is a job. Like, they don't look at you guys as just, like, adults. Do they actually, like, acknowledge that you guys do work? Kids? Yeah. They know. They know. Like, um, when people are, like, when they talk back, some of the kids is like, yo, why are you talking back? Like, he, like, they know when they're like, all right, he, we need to chill. Like, he's, like, annoyed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, I don't curse them out, but I do go in on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, for somebody, I just say like, yo, y'all, you don't listen, and this is why you're in trouble. Yeah. Like I, I give kids like my expectations all the time. Like, upon meeting them, I'm like, this is these are my expectations. The moment you go past those expectations, we're gonna have problems. But like a lot of my coworkers in the past have had problems with me because I'm way too, like I'm a lo- I'm goofy for the most part, but it's like. When it's time for me to be stern with them, I'm stern with them. Yeah. Like I will not like crying does not work with me. <laughs> I like I'll match. I'm like all right, I'll cry with them. Like yeah. it's like you're crying over nothing. At this point, you're just making noise. But I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're not gonna do. And right. it's just like, if you can't follow these rules, like then so be it. Yeah. Like I, a kid was like, I hate this after school. Da da. I'm gonna find a new after school. I'm like, I give him three brochures the next day. Pick one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It doesn't phase me like the disrespect. Like, I don't. The thing is to bring it back to court because I don't. I don't like disrespect from like adults. Yeah. So if I like if if it's especially if it's from a child, like that's even worse. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want that nonsense around me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. Hmm. I'm sick. But um, 
it is what it is with some of these kids. Like they won't learn, but it's just like it's just some of the it's just it comes from like their parents too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. There's so many parents where it's just like, man, we supposed to be helping me out. Like right, all they right. do is like defend their child's trash behavior. You know what I'm saying? Because some of their child their behavior is just trash. Like some kids are just mean. When I was talking about kids, my last question for y'all is like, if you want to drop a name, give them a shout out. You may, but. Who's your favorite coworker ever? Like somebody <laughs> that you're actually friends with, or somebody that you fuck with? Well, I use okay. Let me start here. So my favorite coworker of all time was my assistant manager, and the only reason why it was because like we had a little fling, and I'm not gonna. Wow. I'm not, niggas trying to get that. Niggas trying to get that raise. Right. No, no, but listen, listen. She she had a thing oh, for me. Sorry. She had a thing for me. I had a thing for her, but like she had a husband, so it was kind of awkward. But but let me tell you let me tell you why though let me tell you what happened. So her husband was a douche, Yo. but her husband was a douche to her. Let me that's not my words. Nah, her he husband be taking was a, a page out of one of you know all these pornos he be watching. But no, nah, her husband was a douche. <laughs> her husband was a douche. This is a Tyler like, movie. Was, was he like, dark skin? Nah, they both light skin. She yeah. was she was Dominican. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> But um no, she was Dominican and her husband was a douche, but she kinda like um helped him get inside the States because she oh, was so one much of those. Of, yeah. yeah. So, but they they have been to, they had they have been together since they were like like twelve or thirteen, something like that. So it's from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So like she had a hard time kinda like separating herself from her from him. And um she she felt in love or whatever, but there was things that she couldn't really pro- he couldn't really provide, such as like attention, stuff like that. She would tell me this. And like he like put like this for example, she'll go to work, she'll do whatever it needs to do. She he stays at the crib playing. Okay. No, he he plays <laughs> some game on the. It's simpler to Fortnite. I forgot the name of it, but um. Apex. There's the other one. There's there's one as it's only mobile. I forgot the name of it. It's a shooting game. It's third person. I, don't, I forget. But it was a game. It was a mobile game, and he would just stay home playing it all day. And mind you, they they had a kid probably like two or three years ago. He takes care of her, but very like vaguely. Like he doesn't really do much. So she did most of the work. She would be working. So providing. is this like you're just trying to justify the fact that you? No, can you get to the game? No, no, I'm like... getting to the no, I'm getting to the disc. <laughs> so like, she was a favorite to me because whenever she would be at work and I would be at work, I felt like I was providing some like attention to her and I was providing something to her where she felt comfortable and she would be happy about it. And you know, we never did nothing crazy, but like. It could have went to that extent if, you know, things didn't work out. Right. But she was my favorite because I felt like her energy was very genuine and there was no facade or anything that she had to give up in order for me to, you know, be able to, like, to get anything out of me. I never felt that way from her. All I heard was he helped her cheat, but... Cheat? How's that? <laughs> Wait, how's that cheat? I never did that one. Emotional cheating, bro. Right. Emotional cheating. Emotional that is usually exist. worse than physical. Yeah, all right. But continue. That don't exist. <laughs> Listen, Are you cheat. serious? It doesn't exist. So if you're talking to someone, you tell them that you love that's them. A, it doesn't a, that's exist. That's a different podcast episode, bro. That does not. Yeah, exist. we'll just save that for oh, another. Episode. Yeah, that that's gonna be next episode. Relationships part two. No, black men don't cheat. Yeah. But um, my favorite coworker is motherfucking Joe. Joe's. I don't know zigzag goon on Snapchat. Whatever it is. The white guy. Yeah, that's yo. That's my dude, bro. <laughs> I rock with Joe heavy. He don't answer his phone sometimes. But he be laughing at my memes and shit. But I fuck with Joe heavy. Like, that... That's my guy right there. Like, that's like... I think that's, like, my favorite coworker. Like, 
He was just funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't normally like white people, but he's cool. <laughs> like, he's cool. I don't normally fuck with white people like that. Because it's like, he's just him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know how some white people just tried too hard to be down? You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, he wasn't like a social justice warrior or nothing like that. He didn't... He he doesn't say the other one around me. And he was very cautious, <laughs> like... But he but he would be like yeah he would be like, yeah I think it's done that white people say it but it's just right. he just he doesn't say it but he does but my yeah fuck fuck it like that's my dude like I fuck with him heavy Joe I miss you I don't know if you're listening to this but like I fuck with you heavy bro probably not he probably ain't gonna listen to it he ain't gonna, it's like we're 44 minutes in he ain't gonna listen to this whole podcast <laughs> but what about you Mitchka? <clears throat> um I mean I guess one that comes to mind um. I, we started forming like a bond. We would like, you know, um, leave. Like the school provides employees and students with lunch, mm-hmm. but sometimes we would like go off campus and um, eat just with each other and stuff. And she was pretty cool. She would vent to me a lot. But <clears throat> literally, like three months into when I had started the job, mm-hmm. she quit <laughs> because of something that happened. Hurt. So I was just like, damn. But yeah, she was pretty cool. Yeah, but also, and since he's in the room, shouts out to Ryan. You know what I'm saying? That's one of my favorite clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ryan the God. I, I, I let all my juice. I get it for Ryan Pauls. But y'all know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the juice you get from who? Ryan. My swag. Everything. Who? Everything about me. I get it from Ryan. <clears throat> you met Ryan like yesterday. Ah, right, you know what? So Ryan, I mean, you need his cat. You hit his cap? No, you're, you hey, you're supposed cat. to be quiet. You're not, you're not supposed to be on this podcast. <laughs> you want to say something? Right, close, it out, though, close it out, though. Close it out. Close it out. This nigga. <laughs> right, we're going to edit that out. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Don't edit this. He always says that and nothing gets edited. Yeah, it's true. That'd be authentic. But you want to do, like, closing remarks? Yeah, I'll do closing remarks. Um, with, with coworkers, <clears throat> I just feel like in general, you have to pick and choose the energy that gets that gets put into y'all relationship in general. Yeah. Because I feel like there is good coworkers that will give you, like, energy where, like, you'll be able to be vulnerable. Like I was saying, vu- that vulnerability, you'll be able to give it to them. But there's just certain ones where you're like, no, I can't because you seem like you'll just, you, that vulnerability isn't compatible because you just want to speak about my life. Yeah. Not because you actually care. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'd say it's hard because... Um, you know, I have been known to, like, step over that, like, business and pleasure line maybe, like, two or three times. But for the most part, I Two or three <laughs> But for the most part, I don't think that being business and pleasure... <laughs> um, I think that should. business and pleasure, sh- yeah, should be separated. Like, um, yeah, for me, I just have, like, a strictly business with my coworkers. So, you know like, what? You you and the rug have the same thing in common. Y'all both lie. You lie like a no, rug. No, I'm not lying. I'm but, not lying. Um, Closing remarks is just, um, Corgis can be your friends, but you just gotta be wary. Just don't, just don't eat where you shit at. Right, next thing you know, they're reporting you to HR, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all it is. Like, just do what you gotta do. At the end of the day, the objective is to make money and go home. Right, facts. So Corgis don't need to be your friends, but it does make the job a lot easier than your day go by a lot quicker. True. Like, but... 
True, that, I can't lie. If you have someone you can bond with, crack jokes with the whole time, yeah, I'm it just does Because they both did share your pain, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because everybody trying to dip, go home. Yeah. Ain't nobody trying to really be there for real, for real. After a while, ain't nobody trying to be there for real, for real. Speak of, speaking of not trying to go to work, you know, let's just hope. Don't you off tomorrow? Let's just, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's just hope we get these few weeks off with pay so that we can all, like, you know, heal and stay away from this coronavirus mess. All right. Um, so basically, wash your hands, do what you got to do, and we out. Love y'all like a play cousin. Peace.